um, so Larry, so I got a call and somebody said to me that, what's the deal? You always say he's Larry Mallory and you're Scott. Before the pandemic, you used to say all these nice things about Larry. So I'm going to do this one more time and then that's it. And then I don't want your mother calling me anymore. <laughs> right. So he is a former New York giant, former NFL players association president of the Dallas Fort Worth chapter. TV show host, podcast host, public speaker, Memphis living legend. And then I heard something about the Hall of Fame with a Melrose or something. I don't even know what that is. Oh, what yeah, is that's that? my high school. Okay, all right. So yeah. he's in the Hall of Fame of his high school. Most importantly, he's my friend. He's going to tell his mom not to call me anymore now. <laughs> he is <laughs> Larry Mallory. How are you, man? Hey, it's great to see you, man. Great to see you. <laughs> you know, and, and I and I'm just Scott, you know, as everybody knows. So, you know, there I am. Well, you're a little bit more than Scott, you know. <laughs> you you you're actually a famous television for uh announcer oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. from and, the Chicago and, area that loves yeah. the Bears, actually. <laughs> you know, it, it, oh, my mm. my little bears, they're gonna win a few games yet this year. You'll see. All right, I got a, qu a contract question for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Here's the here here's what I'm thinking. So Aaron Judge has this massive year uh, during the season, and he chose to become a free agent. He didn't resign with the Yankees before the season, and he's starting to to hit again in the playoffs. But like the first two games at Cleveland, he was 0 for 8 with seven strikeouts, and the team was kind of in trouble there. They were down uh, two games to one. So my question is. If you have a great season and then a terrible playoff, are you still entitled to that massive contract? Isn't it about the playoffs? Well, honestly, it's about the contract first. The contract is actually signed well prior to any activity. And so, therefore, whatever your performance is, it might have an impact on the next contract, you know, or the next negotiations for that contract based oh, that's upon where, that's where he is now though he's a free agent now uh -huh. and he had that great year and, and you know now he's doing better but he had a bad start to the playoffs yeah that, that's what i'm wondering so when he goes sits down for negotiations is that going to bring his value down as the uh, with these other teams well one one interesting thing is it's going to put a lot of pressure on his representative <laughs> <laughs> yeah. whoever his agent is and his lawyer yeah. They have to go in that meeting in a, in a way in which they can keep the money going north and not south. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, so, you know, so it, so it does have a little effect then. It does. It does. But it, it's honestly, Scott, you know, in professional sports, it's a long range situation. If you if you have performed to the level that's required for you to even sign that kind of contract, then it says that there is that level of excellence in you and what the team is doing is paying to get that level of excellence. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. That, that's fair enough. So it'll be interesting to see how that contract goes. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to uh, Albert Pulholtz. So, you know, all year we talked about uh, judge and his great year in Otani with the pitching and the hitting, but Pulholtz did something. Everybody recognized that he joined the 700 home run club. There's only yeah. four guys in it. Babe Ruth, Hank Aaron, Barry Bonds, and um, of course now Albert. 
That's special, isn't it? But, Only four four people, and that's that's special. Four four people, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know if there's anybody that close where we're going to be looking at 700 home runs. I know uh, Alex Arod stopped uh, like at 696. Uh, he didn't quite make it, but there's only four guys in it. But Albert also passed Babe Ruth uh, in the RBIs, all-time RBIs. So it's Hank Aaron, uh, Albert Pujols, and now again Babe Ruth. So this year he passed uh, – uh, well, he joined Babe in the 700 club, but he passed him in RBIs, and and I thought that was something, you know, quite an honor that never was even talked about, you know, that, that he did that. And then the other thing it brought to mind is – is that Hank Aaron uh, is the only guy that passed Babe Ruth in total home runs and total RBIs. And, you know, Hank, we know he was great, but he's never quite in that discussion as the greatest yeah. player ever. Yeah. But he's not, he did some pretty good things on the field too. So, But really, you know, in this conversation, I have to salute somebody because Babe Ruth has been in, in baseball conversations I'm 70. You're you're in the same area. I mean, he's been in in the conversation about baseball forever. For him to still be in that conversation, amazing. All the changes in the sports, you know, and the different size guys. Aaron Judge is a big guy. Yeah, 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 pretty big. He's six seven, isn't he? Six eight. I, you know, they say six seven, but when he stands next to anybody, he's big. Oh uh, yeah, he's a big guy. So my hats off first is to Babe Ruth, man. Because my entire life, we've talked about his success and his, you know, the way that he has an impact on the game. Now, next would be anybody that's coming to, I mean, anybody that's performing in a way in which it, Babe Ruth's name is mentioned, that person is a star. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, no. You know, you know, and I, and I always say that, you know, you know, before you could really have a discussion, if somebody was better than Babe Ruth, Babe Ruth also won 94 games as a pitcher. I did not know that. Yeah, so he he won the ERA title one year. He's won World Series games. He's won, I think it was 94 games as a pitcher. I think he, I'm, I'm doing this off the top of my head so I can be yeah. wrong, but I'm close. 94 wins and 46 losses in his pitching career. And because of his hitting, they made him a full-time player. They didn't have the DH back then, yeah. you know, like uh, Otani has. And uh, um, his numbers are still numbers that everybody's chasing. Yeah. Well, excuse me, Babe Ruth, but I, you know, in my mind, I always had Babe Ruth as a little chubby, you know, but, but you know, you know why, Larry, you know why that is, though? Because all the pictures they show of him is when he was in his, you know, middle 30s. You know, guys back then weren't in shape like they are today. Yeah. But if you Google pictures of Babe Ruth when he when he played on Boston and when he just came to the Yankees, he was about six foot two and he was strong and he was thin. Oh wow! I mean, I mean it, 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 it's amazing, you know. Babe yeah. Ruth, um, um, uh, you'd have to look at Baseball Reference, but he has a lot of triples, you, you know, compared to guys that do now. And the amazing thing from that era is that they didn't strike out a lot. It's like I think Hank Aaron, I don't even think he averaged 40 strikeouts a year. Aaron Judge struck out 175 times this year. Oh, wow. So, I mean, yeah. you, you know, so uh, it's a big difference. It's home run or strikeout now. Yeah. The, you know, you know, Kyle Schwarber, who had 46 homers, only batted 218 or something this year. 
and he struck out a ton. Mm -hmm. You know, back in the old days, those guys hit for average and the home runs. Yeah. yeah so true. you know, you know, it's uh, it, it's interesting. There's you know that argument. I know, I know, Scott is sitting there and going, "It's generational, it's generational." <laughs> and, you know, because because he and I argue all the time if the old guys could be playing in in this era. Yeah. And, you know, and I and I think back to when when we were young, you know, in the '60s and '70s. Some of those baseball teams, those players like Frank Robinson and Hank Aaron, Ernie Banks, they were good. Yeah. And and, and I think they would be fine with helmets now and gear on their arms and body. They they'd have no Detective. gear. <laughs> That's yeah, right. yeah. And then I'd like to see the guys hit against, you know, Sandy Koufax and Bob Gibson. You know. All right, but let's let's switch gears. Let's go back to your sport. <laughs> CTE was a huge topic a couple of years ago. Will Smith's movie came out. I think it's called Concussion. Mm -hmm. You did a TV show on CTE. I am watching so much helmet to helmet, and they call it targeting when they throw the flag in college and in the NFL. Yeah. And you're seeing these guys wobbling off the field every week, you know, with a concussion. Tua in Miami, you know, is in concussion protocol. A lot of the quarterbacks already this year. How do we finally stop it? What do you? What do we have to do uh, to stop it? And then, and then after you give me your thoughts, I'm going to tell you why I even thought of that. But how do we stop it finally? Well, that, that's a tough question. Um, you know, because in practice, in football practice, you are practicing every day using your head. You know, right. tackling, especially from a defensive standpoint, you know, you're tackling your if you get if you hit somebody, they might fall on your head. So your head is going to get licks. Right. So the, the first I think the first area would be obviously the protective measures. If you notice um, now in practice in professional football practice, I'm not sure about college and high school, but in professional football practice, uh, they're adding another pad to the top of the helmet for linemen and linebackers. Right, right. So that, you know, so that it, it hopefully reduces the, the, the you know, the shaking and the, the the challenges that you have with your brain when you hit someone. Right, right. So I, I, I don't know how you can, with the speed of the game now, with the size of the guy, the guys are bigger and faster. How is it that you can plan to tackle somebody only with your shoulders? Right, right. Really, really tackling now is a body to body situation. No matter what you hit, be it head, whatever, you, you know, you got running backs the size of linemen. Right. <laughs> and defensive right. backs the size of me. Right, so right. We, you have to get them on the ground some type of way. And I think that the head, honestly, because no of the head. speed of the game, the head is being used a little less, you know, than it's been used in the past. Because honestly, the speed of the game is there. Like we said, the size of the guys and everything is a lot different, and the protective situation is a lot different. So I like the fact that they're they're putting the the pads on linemen, but they're probably going to have to put them on everybody on defense because. Well, there, you know, I know in your day, you 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 literally practiced leading with your head. Exactly. You know, they're they're changing it now, but but when you see the helmet to helmet go on, I mean, there was a college game, UT. Uh, the UT uh, won the other day. The other team was driving for uh, to try to get a winning score, and the quarterback fumbled. It was a very close play, and they called it a fumble. 
but they didn't call a targeting penalty and they showed the replay over and over and you know the kid had to be helped off the field i mean you know they just um I, you know, and I'm not saying they're doing it on purpose, but when those helmets at that speed and the size of the players, as you said, helmet to helmet, it's causing quite a jar, you know, and, and I don't know how you could avoid the helmet to helmet. Well, and, and a question that I have is the the concept of tackling is targeting. <laughs> you right. know, if you're going right. to tackle right. somebody, you've targeted that person, and that's the person I have to get on the ground. And if I don't get that person on the ground, I'm going to be cut. Right. So, you know, to me, it's, it's, it, that's a strain in terms of being a defensive player because no matter what, I got to get this guy on the ground. And a lot of times the guy that I'm trying to get on the ground is much bigger or faster than I am. Right, right. Well, you know, it's, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's an age-old problem. But, you know, yeah. they've got to they've gotta do something, I think, you know, uh, I guess the thing that they're really trying to get rid of is the on-purpose targeting, where the guy comes in and lowers his head and puts it into you. You know. Well, if if you lower your head, right, and you hit in the chest, that's supposed to be a perfect tackle. But yeah. if you lower your head and hit in the head, then that's that's I think that's where the targeting issue comes into play. Right, 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 and, and it's and it's dangerous because you know all of these concussions that they uh, <clears throat> that they do have. Yeah, it, it's one that's going to go forever. The reason I even thought of this, Larry, is I was watching uh, uh, Russell Wilson the other day, the Denver game, um, and on the last play of the game, gasp for Denver trying to come back. You know, at the end of the game, it was fourth down, and they did a blitz on him, and I don't even remember who it was that came flying in. But he came in unblocked immediately, and it looked like it could have been ugly if he would have just run full force right into to Wilson and slam him to the ground. But it seemed to me that he grabbed him with his arm and threw him down with the force of his arm as they both went down instead of his entire body going 100 miles an hour. And I'm going, was he aware of what he did? Because I think he could have really injured Wilson yeah. with the full impact coming at that high speed he was. And you know. being taller, oh, being bigger and taller. Everybody's than taller and bigger than Russell Wilson. Yeah, it would have been a helmet to helmet. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, so so that made that's made me all think of it. Okay, um, I'm going to notice how you start switching back to where your allegiance really should be uh, over this past weekend. But let me start with your second favorite team. Talk to me about what you saw in the Cowboy Philadelphia game. Oh, wow. You know, um, it's Jalen Hurts, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, um, I, I know you quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, 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 the Cowboys offensively, um, to me, are weak. Uh, they've not shown the type of, of situation. Now, trust me. They have to be weak because their starting quarterback is not playing right now. But the second team quarterback, Cooper Rush, is what four and zero, five and zero. He hadn't lost a game. Well, something. he lost against Philadelphia. Yeah, so he yeah, lost, that's right. Yeah, so he has the one loss. Yeah, one loss. But all in all, Philly to me is a team that uh, is aggressive, both on the defense and offensive side. They come from a city that kind of promotes aggression <laughs> in Philadelphia. 
the uh, some some of the guys at Tennessee State, uh, William Wynn, and some they played up with the Eagles, and they were already always aggressive, you know, because the crowd kept them going. So all in all, I think that that the the Eagles are looking good. I think on, on both offensive and defensive side, and I think the Cowboys have a have a little work to do. And I just want the people of Philadelphia to know that I love the city and Larry's complaining about Philadelphia stems from the miracle of the Meadowlands <laughs> the game that he played in. But anyway, <laughs> we'll, we'll leave it go at that. All right. Now your allegiance is finally, finally, probably back where it belongs with the New York Giants. They're having a heck of a year and now they got uh, they they, they uh, beat up on Baltimore. What did, what yeah. did you see in that game? You know, um, what I'm seeing in that game, Scott, is a, a great locker room. I'm thinking that um, I'm thinking that based upon what I'm the, the coordination, the way that I'm seeing them play together on both offense and defense with the Giants, it says to me that there's good leadership on that team, and that and that in their practice sessions, that they are focusing on the right thing. So you know, it's a young. Uh, what is it? Uh, Brian Doble, a dabble, the the head coach now, the new head right, coach. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like how the team is operating, and it just seems as though there's a a cohesion uh, between the offense and defense. What also what I like, Scott, is that the cameras now show players and show activities on the sideline. When you come off the field and you sit down on that bench, they're showing a lot of interactions with the players, and I can relate to that. Because sometimes I can tell when the guy is saying, oh, I could have done different or, you know, I did good. And yeah. then sometimes when, you know, you can tell when uh, his teammates are focusing on what he did and they think that they – I just like that interaction on the, on the, on the, on the uh, benches for both teams. Are, are the Giants going to make the playoffs? Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> are the Cowboys going to make the playoffs? Oh, I don't know about that, um, but I'm staying right down the street from the stadium. So yes, <laughs> oh, I thought we were gonna, I thought we were going to have a, an exclusive here, but he melted and gave in. And, you know, yeah. Are, are the Bears going to make the playoffs? <laughs> well, you know, uh, what, what's the Bears' quarterback? Is it Justin Fields? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is Jer uh, th this is Larry trying to be um, uh, very kind and uh, you know say all the right things. So yes or no, are the Bears making the playoffs? <laughs> I think so, honestly. I think they might. <laughs> okay, so your so your two other picks uh, for the playoffs just one one by just the way. So <laughs> <laughs> we throw them all out. All right, let's bring Scott and Zeke back in. It's trivia time. Zeke is back from his world travels. Let's see now. We are keeping score, Zeke. Zeke, Hawaii, the rest of us, nothing. Zeke, you're up now, the rest of us, nothing. You know, let, let's. I, I ventured out to uh, Sonic the other day. That was my uh, that was my outing. Zeke's outing now is he's got to go to the back to the East Coast to see his sister. But uh, but we got him back now. All right, Zeke, so you're going to go first. Scott's been doing this trivia by himself, and he's been nailing it. We've, we've been actually impressed. Um, and he even got Larry as one of the trivia questions. Yeah. All right, Zeke, <laughs> I know this is not your greatest realm, so that's why I'm going to give it to you. And then Scott will let you steal if he doesn't get it. We'll give you a shot. Which of the four major sports, the NHL, 
uh, MLB, NBA, NFL, did Danny Ainge play in? Danny Ainge. Jeopardy music, please, Larry. Da, 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 so da, go, we'll go with the MLB. <laughs> okay, and, and is that your final answer? Final answer. All right. Can you tell me the team he played for? No. Okay. <laughs> now, Scott, you could steal. Is that the correct answer? I want to say it's the NBA. You, well, is somebody preventing you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll go with the NBA. Okay. Uh, can you tell me the team? No. Well, you, you're both. You both did okay. He played for the Toronto Blue Jays in in uh, MLB, and he uh, won two titles with the Boston Celtics in the NBA. Good question. So you guys got, <laughs> you know, you didn't get it all right, but but Zeke, you 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 uh, you did good. All right, Scott, this is your question. Zeke will probably know the answer. I think you will, too, but we'll see. There's a gentleman by the name of Bill Bradley. He had two major careers. Can you tell me what those major careers were? In sports? I'm just saying Bill Bradley. He had two major careers. <laughs> I can't tell you either. I don't know. Zeke, can you steal this? I'm going to say, I'm going to say football and then he was a congressman. You know, you know, let me tell you something. Zeke just pulled something out of his butt, but he was <laughs> close. Uh, Here you are. He, he, uh, he uh, is in the Hall of Fame for playing with the Knicks. And he won two titles in the NBA with the Knicks, 70 and 73. Uh, and he was the senator of New Jersey. Yeah. From 79 to 97. So were you aware of something about that name, or did you just pull that out of the air? I've heard it before. Um, okay, good. All right. So, yeah. Scott, he actually did a little better than you today. <laughs> hey, hats off. That was a great guess, you know. <laughs> yeah, that was. <laughs> that was good also, the two so things Scott plays trivia night somewhere online. You did that last night, right, Scott? Mm-hmm. Okay. He has been using our trivia questions, Larry. Okay. So so he's saving these for next week. I know he's going to do the Bill Bradley one. <laughs> That's I'm right. doing it until I get a cease and desist letter. I'm like, keep doing it. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, you, you'll have no problems. We're, right. we're going to let you do – we're going to let you steal our trivia questions all you want. That's right. All right. All right. So, guys, thank you. I'm going to let you guys escape, Larry. And I got one more thing to talk about before we get out of here. All righty. All right, Larry, I'd be uh, remiss if we, you know, some football fans are going, what about Kansas City and Buffalo? Probably the two best teams in the NFL. They are starting a great rivalry. Kansas City, of course, with that remarkable playoff win where they came back with 12 or 13 seconds left to kick the winning field goal. And Buffalo came back and uh, had that drive and beat them in the regular season last week. What, What do you think about those two teams that game? Well, uh, first, I think they got uh, some good young coaches, new young coaches that. Boy, is that a key now that 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 we're seeing? Yeah. The teams that are doing well have that new young blood That's as right. head coaches. That's right. You're right. That's right. And and uh, one good thing about it too is that they 
the quarterback, you know, quarterbacks are the leaders on the team. And 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 uh, both Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, I think, yeah, both of them are young leaders that are that are taking the reins and doing the right thing. So, I think that 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 the coaching situation first. What I would really like to see, Scott, is their practice sessions. See, your practice session gets you prepared to play, and uh, I believe that these guys have some very creative practice sessions that's allowing them to adapt to the speed and the size of the new lineman, the offensive lineman, speed and the size and, uh, of the wide receivers now. You know, you got six, four, six, five wide. So I just, I just think that, that there's more specifics that you have to prepare for in teams versus when in our day. We had the general analysis of the team. This is how he operates but now I think they're going a little deeper, especially with technology. You know, well, their analytics, their analytics are amazing now. Exactly. You know, and they sit on the sidelines with their iPods. You know, I, I mean, they're. Uh, I'm going brain dead, but they're. Yeah, but and they're making the adjustments. You know? Yeah, and making adjustments quicker. You know. Yeah. Than than before, and imagine the 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 the, the relationship of being up in the booth looking down and being able to analyze it and right. then getting that information down to the floor and getting it out on the field. All right, Larry, we're going to end today. I want to show another snippet of the soon to be released documentary we did on John Nyland. Okay. Uh, we did one last week. If you didn't see it, you know, head on over to uh, generations broadcasting website or generations broadcasting uh, um, YouTube channel. And you can catch up and see the snippet we put out there last week. So just enjoy this snippet. Larry and I will see you next time. I want to thank our uh, producers, Zeke and Scott. And Larry, my friend, we'll see you soon. Tell your mom I said hi and make sure she sees the intro. <laughs> I will, brother. And all is good. Take care, everyone. Thanks. Take care. All the best. As I, I walked in the locker room recently uh, over at the Cowboy uh, Stadium. And in the locker room, they got all the all pros that played the game. Offensive linemen, and I'm right there. I'm the first picture that they see, and that and that 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 gives me uh, it gives me a warm and fuzzy, obviously, because they don't know who I am, but there I am.